Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mark Parham podcast. Uh, I'm Mark Parham. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Mark Parham underscore M-A-R-K-P-A-R-H-A-M is in Mary underscore. And then uh, again, if you're listening to this, you can also follow me on uh, Spotify and just, uh, you know, you can uh, listen to this podcast wherever you, you know, on all major podcasting, you know, po- uh, platforms. But anyway, I wanted to talk about uh, two people, James O'Keefe and Kamala Harris. And then, uh, you know, the first person I'm going to talk about is uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. Um, you know, I keep on hearing, you know, her name being floated around. People keep on saying, well, you know, if something happens to Biden or he's too old, maybe uh, Kamala Harris can, you know, become president. And I think that would be a huge, huge disaster. Um, you know, again, people don't care for Biden. I mean, if you look at the economy, the economy is in the dumps, in my opinion. The numbers uh, prove it. We have uh, crime in the cities. We have all this stuff that's happening under uh, Biden. But could you imagine if, you know, Kamala Harris were to become the president of the United States? Like, she's somebody who you can hardly get her to come to the border. So can you imagine, you know, someone like Kamala Harris, you know, making decisions about the future of, you know, this country, America? I think everybody, everything would uh, just, I, I think America would be in uh, dire straits. If you look at, uh, you know, what she's doing, you, you see her, you know, she, she goes up on TV, she does interviews, and she's always laughing and giggling. And it'll be important questions about immigration and crime and, you know, a lot of stuff where most people would come on there and actually have serious answers. It's, you know, she finds things funny and it's, it's almost like this whole thing of, well, you know, people are going to uh, reelect us anyway. So we really don't have to do anything for the American people. And uh, I looked at an interview where they were, you know, talking about immigration where, you know, you have folks coming across this border left and right. And you, you have some people in Texas, they were complaining about, you know, we can't just have people come over here. We don't know who these folks are. And Kamala's sitting up there when she's asked a question about the border and immigration. She's just laughing. And so it shows, you know, she really doesn't care. She's in it for power, just like a lot of other politicians. But she's done a horrible job so far. And, uh, you know, the Democrats keep on propping her up as, you know, some great leader. And, you know, this would be the female version of Obama. You know, the whole, you know, this is a black person thing and i think people aren't going for it and there's other black people that are tired of her too i know i am uh she's you know the democrats can't keep on pulling this well we have somebody black in uh, uh you know in a high pos- in a you know in an important position so you have to go out and vote for him and uh they they did that with obama they did that whole well you know this would be the first black president and so you have to go out and support him and again a lot of folks went out and supported barack obama but I don't think that's necessarily going to happen with Kamala. I think that just telling black folks to go out and vote for her because she's quote unquote black is not going to work. I think that uh, black voters are waking up. They're going on the Internet. You have a lot of uh, young black conservative voters who are you know, seeing through the smokescreen. The only time you see you know, Kamala out and about and, uh, you know, in the black community is when she's doing her, you know, soul sister act of you know she's with the marching band and she's wearing converse and boots and she's trying to relate to normal people when you know she's not a normal person and uh i think that people are seeing through that whole facade 
And I'm, I'm glad that a lot of younger people are seeing through that, seeing through that, you know, whole act of, you know, I'm, I'm the soul sister and, you know, vote for me because I'm cool. I'm hip. I, I know what's going on in the inner city. I mean, people, people are seeing right through that. And uh, I think that, you know, she, she, Biden picked her for, I mean, color. I think Biden saw her, somebody when, you know, when he was, you know, during the debate that they had and, you know, they were going back and forth on racism and Biden said, well, you know what, I'm going to pick her to get the, the black vote. That's, 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 that's the main reason. I mean, uh, again, she's, she has experience of, uh, I think she was the attorney general in California, if I'm not mistaken. And she, you know, prosecuted crimes. Some people said she was very tough on crimes and stuff like that. Maybe she was, maybe she wasn't, but you know, I've, I've seen stories where she's been tough on crime. So again, maybe that's one thing that, you know, that, that, that she's actually done to be tough on crimes. I mean, if you look at what's going on in California right now, I mean, folks are going to jail and then being let out like nobody's business. Same thing what's happening in New York. So again, let's just say, you know, we give her the whole tough on crime thing. I still don't think that she would be a really good leader for the United States. And uh, these California Democrats, like Gavin Newsom, and Gavin's even running for uh, president. And I think some of the California Democrats are just going to get in there and push the, the old Hollywood agenda. You know, tell you what's up is down and what's down is up. And uh, like I said before, I don't think that's going to work. Like I said about the uh, whole, you know, vote for me, I'm black thing. I don't think the old tricks that these politicians are playing, I don't think they're going to work nowadays. We have the internet and people are just, they're, they're, they're using their common sense. I mean, if you look at places like California, even New York City, you know, the whole, oh, we need diversity and all this stuff, it, it's, it's not working. These are two places where, I mean, you look at it, you have crime, you have all of these things that are happening. And the Democrats are the one, remember they, they came in with the whole, well, we're going to bring people together thing. And it's not happening. I mean, they, they were acting like Kamala was going to unite everybody and everybody was going to be on the same page. And right now America's more divided than ever, at least, you know, what I see on TV and when I'm looking at the news and, you know, how can you bring a country together when we're not looking out for America first? And uh, people got on Trump about that, you know, having an America first agenda, but with Kamala and Biden in office, I don't even see a uh, America agenda at all. You know, it's blacks, whites, Asians, people are, are tired of what's going on. I mean, with this, this, the border situation, you know, they, they almost act like people don't have two eyes. I've, I've seen countless videos of politicians going down there and saying, well, this is a problem. You know, look what, look what I'm showing you guys. And they still don't care. It's almost like, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, it's planned chaos. You would think, you know, some of these Democrats are sitting back saying, you know, how can we just, you know, let this stuff happen? Because anybody with two eyes, especially Kamala, you can, you can go on Twitter. You can see that folks are just coming over. We don't know if these people are criminals. We don't know if these folks are, you know, educated or if they would be a good fit for America. But, you know, Kamala just acts like everything's okay. And I, I think that uh, it's going to backfire because, you know, some of these uh, Latino voters, some of these voters don't support the uh, the Democrats. 
And so I think the the game plan is, you know, let's get a bunch of uh, folks to come across the border and they'll vote for the Democrats. And I think that uh, the Democrats are going to be in for a wake up call because it's it's the, the old narratives aren't working anymore. The You know, let's bring in a bunch of minorities and they're going to vote for Democrats. I mean, a lot of minorities, again, they're like anybody else. And I'm one of them. They want safety. They want security. They want the same stuff that any person who's white or any other race would want. And, uh, you know, the Democrats using this whole race narrative, it's not going to work. And, uh, you know, someone like Kamala Harris supported Gavin Newsom. And we see how Gavin Newsom is a total disaster with California. He's somebody that, you know, you I looked at him on TV and he was talking about guns and stuff like that. And you see this guy walking with it looked like three uh, armed security uh, folks. You know, if guns if, if guns are so bad, then, you know, why do these rich liberals use private security? The private security aren't walking around with super soakers. No, they're walking around with nine millimeter handguns and they're using those handguns to protect, you know, important people. And uh, it's 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 insane to me that, you know, they can get all the protection in the world, but you can't. You know, if you're a law abiding citizen, there's something wrong with you having a, a firearm to protect your family. But it's OK, you know, to protect their property and their family. It's it's you know, it's that hypocrisy. And I think she's one of the uh, folks who, you know, so I think she's anti-gun, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, you get someone like Kamala in place, you know that, you know, what is it? The Second Amendment, you know you know, she's somebody who's going to do all she can to you know, overturn certain things with uh, overturn certain gun laws and, you know, make it rough for folks to own a firearm who have never committed a crime, never, you know, committed a felony or anything like that. She's going to almost treat law abiding citizens like the criminals. We see how well that's worked in California. I mean, you have I looked at uh, what is it on TV? They had some of the smash and grab robberies, they call them. And folks go into a shop and they're just smashing things around. And the store owners are at the mercy of the, the criminals. And if some of these folks had firearms and believed in the Second Amendment, you know, these stores wouldn't be robbed. You wouldn't see this level of violence and crime. But again, folks like Kamala Harris believe, you know, no one should have a gun and guns are so dangerous and people with guns are evil. And it's just that whole it's, it's, it's such a it's it's one of the reasons why I left the Democrat Party. You know, it used to halfway be the party of, you know, common sense. And now it's just like it's moved so far to the left that, you know, it's things don't make sense. And, and you can't even protect yourself in a you know high crime area, even if you're law, a law abiding citizen. Like how backward is that? And so, you know, your 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 gun people having people having the right to own a gun you I mean you get a lady like that in, in in place i mean you might as well you know we're gonna get back to days where we have to use uh sticks and stones you know it, with someone like kamala in place she's definitely going to go after guns i mean you don't have to even think about that that's going to probably happen day one the the gun the 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 i think it's the mothers against guns something like that i mean they're going to be in the Oval Office probably day one when if someone if Kamala Harris gets elected. So that's you know, that's what will happen if, you know, you elect someone like this, even though people get caught up in the color and diversity stuff. And she's a woman. But that's what's going to happen to gun owners. Gun owners are going to be treated like scum. And uh, not only just uh, gun owners, but folks who are uh, what is it? People who are pro-life. 
people who are pro-life are going to be treated like, you know, like, like, like scum. I mean, these, the, the liberals out of California think that, you know, it's okay to, for people to have abortions. I was just looking at uh, some mess with Gavin Newsom and he didn't want to do business. I think it was Walgreens or something like that because he said, well, they're not handing out, I think it was abortion pills or something like that. And Kamala, Kamala, you're going to get the same thing. You're going to get somebody who's, she's, she's not pro-life. I mean, these folks look at people who are pro-life and people who are Christians as the enemy. I mean, I even looked at uh, one news channel, I think it was CNN, where they were talking about, oh, Christians and, you know, it's a bad thing for people to believe so much in Christianity because these people are forcing different laws and, you know, all this crazy other, you know, crazy stuff they talk about. But you notice once we start getting away from the Bible, look what's happened to America. Look what's happened to the black community. Look what's happened to schools, you know, getting away from the Bible and, you know, the Bible talking about, you know, treating your neighbor fairly and, you know, just different principles. We've gotten away from all that stuff. And look what's happened. Look what's been the result. You're seeing high crime. You're seeing folks just having out of wedlock births. You have some people where they're hearing messages about, you know, we don't need a, a, a mother and a father in a family. You know, that's where we're at right now. And uh, like I said, you know, anybody who needs to see, you know, the, what's going on, like I said, turn on the news, go to your major cities you just see you know what happens when you know we start getting away from the bible and you know we start just getting in the weeds about you know regular things well things that used to be regular so you know i i just see more of the same i actually see a uh joe biden and you know i see i see a joe biden administration on on steroids if you get someone like kamala harris i mean you thought joe biden was something wait till you get this lady in and again, you'll have people at the polls where they'll sit up and, you know, we are voting for the first woman and this and that. If we're if we're just going to vote for people, you know, on just race and color, then we'll never get any good leadership in this country. My whole you know thing is if a person's white, black, Asian, whatever they are. Are they a good leader or not? And if they're not a good leader, I'm not going to vote for you just because of the color of your skin. We keep on doing that. We're just going to get anybody. And uh, I think that's what's happening in America right now. Uh, I also want to talk about uh, what is it? James O'Keefe. He's got a new uh, media company that he's setting up and I'm happy. You know, he's a a real American journalist. I don't care what anybody says. I know they get him on TV and try to make him seem like he's some sneaky, creepy, you know, journalist who's trying to catch people off guard. But He's one of the few people he's out there exposing the truth. And again, you might not agree with how he's doing that, but he's doing a lot for America as far as, you know, exposing some of these evil and corrupt corporations and people. And uh, I, I remember him from back in the days, I think it was uh, during the Obama administration where he brought down Acorn. And, you know, again, the media was trying to say Acorn is a organization that does good and it's, you know, helps out inner city community and folks who are poor and all this other stuff. And he went in there. I think he came dressed as a pimp or something like that. And he brought down a whole organization. He was able to expose them. And when he exposed them, I remember, you know, the major outlets, MSNBC, CNN, were trying to act like, you know, it wasn't really a big story and all this other stuff. And then it got to a point where it's just like you couldn't, sit up and, and, and put this story, you know, and, and hide it. You couldn't hide the story anymore. You had to talk about it. 
And, uh, you know, once the major network started you know, picking up the acorn story, it, it, it destroyed uh, the organization. I'm glad it did because, uh, I mean, some of the videos, if you look at some of the old videos of, of some of the folks who were, you know, at those acorn offices, I mean, just, just corruption to the core. And so we need people like that who are just fearless, who go out there and are not afraid to express their point and their opinion and to expose evil. And uh, uh, Andrew Breitbart was one of those folks. Andrew Breitbart, who did uh, Breitbart.com, he was one of those people. And so I can see how, you know, uh, I think Andrew Breitbart put him, you know, sort of gave him his start, but I can see why. Andrew Breitbart was one of those folks that he was he was showing people the power of independent media where you can just pick up a camera, you know, go to uh, uh, a location or go to where the action's at and actually report on a story. You don't need CNN. You don't need MSNBC. Hell, you don't even need Fox News. Like if there's something happening in your community or there's something that's you see corruption that you actually have the power to make change. And uh Andrew Breitbart was another person that embodied that same thing with uh, James O'Keefe. And uh, it's, it's very sad how the situation with Pfizer, when he exposed what was going on with Pfizer and how, you know, folks were acting like it was a non-story. I think some people even got their, you know, videos. I think the video even got took, I think someone took it down or something like that, but he tried to put the video up and it was going viral. It kept on going viral and it got to the point where, you know, you had certain organizations and companies and tech, big tech tried to censor that video. And uh, people like James O'Keefe, you, you can't censor him. And, 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 and it's not just James O'Keefe. Folks who are listening to this podcast, you cannot be censored. We're in a time where you have Rumble, you have so many different alternative platforms. And so now the playing field is getting even. Before, liberals could take you off of Facebook, take you off of Twitter and these companies. But now I, I, one thing I'm like that I like seeing right now is this revolution where you're having, uh, you know, people who are conservative create their own media companies and create their own websites and social media platforms. And so now, even if they do shut you down on, you know, YouTube and all of the sort of left-leaning platforms, now you can put your content out on a getter or, you can put your content out on, you know, uh, a rumble. I mean, there's so many different options now. And if you remember a few years ago or a decade ago, it wasn't like that. Like if you were if you put your stuff out on YouTube and they took your video down, nobody would see it. And so this this environment's perfect for James O'Keefe. He's really going to go on to do, I think, great things. And uh, what's, what went on with Project Veritas, how they sat up and. You know, they might not say it, but I think it was the Pfizer story. But Project, Project Veritas really just kicked him to the side. Like, oh, well, we don't need him. We don't have to respect him anymore. And I think it was a huge mistake. He was, I went on Social Blade one day. And they were just losing followers, it seemed like, every second. Like, every second, just losing followers. Uh, and it was, it was just amazing, you know, when I was looking at it. Because I said to myself, it shows you the impact. It shows you that, you know people are listening to him that this guy is affecting change and uh project veritas they they screwed up you're never going to find another guy like that it's just almost like could you imagine the cleveland cavaliers without a lebron james you know the people like that are hard to replace and uh 
they 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 really messed themselves up. Uh, and I, I think it was, you know, this, the, the Pfizer thing. They they don't want to come out and admit what it was. But once he did the Pfizer thing and exposed that, then, you know, all hell broke loose. And it was just like, well, we can't deal with this person anymore. And I think that was a huge, huge mistake because Project Veritas, I mean, James O'Keefe made uh, Project Veritas. They can say all they want, but people followed that Twitter account. People actually liked what they were doing when he was actually... I mean, when he was out there reporting the news and exposing stuff, I mean, you're not going to find someone who's, you know, got the personality, somebody who's willing to be fearless like that uh, again. I mean, I think he was a one of one and you, you're, you're looking at the results right now. They're losing a ton of Twitter followers, at least when I went to Social Blade and uh, you know, it is it is what it is. But I hope that uh, people look at him as an example. He changed conservative media. People can say what they want, but again, the power of just a podcast, the power of a video, of a tweet can literally change the world. Like you can change the world. You don't have to be somebody with a blue check mark on Twitter to actually uh, to get people's attention, to make things happen. So that that's very encouraging. And uh, if anything, we can we, we we can learn a huge lesson from all this. And, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes in with conservatives or even conservative media, you see these companies and these folks who come up and they're really trying to change stuff. They're really trying to you know expose the truth. And sometimes the enemy can be within. I, I look at uh, and I'm not going to mention any names, but. You have folks within the Republican Party who you know are rhinos let's let's call it how it is because uh you know the republicans rely on some of these media organizations to you know find different stories and to know what's going on and you know this guy should be getting support from everybody this guy should be you know again you have folks like mitch mcconnell who you know should be talking about folks like this and encouraging you know people like him to go out there and actually you know expose certain things but again i always say you had the, the the rhinos are just as bad or worse than democrats because the rhinos sit back and they let things happen to good people or they'll sit back and say well you know what we're for the american people we're for rural workers we're for the hard-working man and woman and then when the rubber meets the road they're nowhere to be found i mean look what's happening with you know, Trump. I'm not saying Trump is a perfect person, but you even have conservatives out there who are sitting up and, you know, acting like Trump is a huge, you know, bad guy. When, you know, Trump bought a lot of new younger voters to the Republican Party. I mean, if it weren't for people say what they want, but if it weren't for the MAGA movement, you wouldn't have some of these new voices on the scene. I mean, he's brought over blacks. He's brought over Asians. He's brought over every demographic you can think of. And uh, it's it's sad to see, you know, Republicans going after other Republicans. I mean, one thing I'll say about uh, the Democrats, when the rubber meets the road, they'll get united. But right now, or at least they did. But right now, it's just like, you know, you're seeing this people pile on Trump. I mean, I expect it from CNN. I expect it from MSNBC. But you're getting it even on Fox News. Fox News is sitting back in there putting out stories that are damaging. They're going after Trump more than they're going after some of these Democrats out here that are corrupt. 
And so, uh, you know, it's I, I wish that some of the news organizations or the conservative, uh, you know, politicians supported James O'Keefe even more, at least said something about what's going on and what went on with Project Veritas and you know, at least showed their support. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, again, thank you for listening to my podcast. I know it might sound like I'm rambling a little bit. Sometimes I do that. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. Please subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, if you if you don't mind or, you know, please just just follow me. You know, I plan to come out with more podcasts. I'm still sort of new to the game. So finding my way. But again, if you're on YouTube and you hear this, please subscribe. If you're on Spotify, uh, just, you know, follow me. And uh, I plan to put out more podcasts. And uh, again, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for, you know, taking the time to, to hear what I have to say. And uh, again, just be on the lookout for some more podcasts in the future. Thank you.